I'm a real supersonic, pass the ball like magic. Sean Kim or Larry Bird, the old school Mavericks. I got basketball cards, gonna sing a little more. I got basketball cards, now enjoy the show. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Godfather Nate Milton. And right now, I want you to turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, show me your basketball cards. In the spirit of the great names of the past, like Dikembe Mutombo, and not Michael Jordan, but Baby Jordan, Harold Miner, Drazen, Arvidas, J.R. Ryder bringing that East Bay funk. I bring to you the man who met World Be Free and Danny Ferry, your host and my brother, Zaire, also known as Bandana Z. Welcome to My Basketball Cards. I'm your host, Zaire. Big shout out to Paris Alexa, the theme song singer to the show, and to Nate Milton, the person who introduces me, Bandana Z, to you. That's right. This is My Basketball Cards Season 4. We're talking about the 1976 Tops Edition. That's right. These Tops Basketball Cards are gigantic. They're big. You got to like spread your hand out to hold one, and they got to have special holders because these cards are just huge, okay? Big shout out to for putting these cards out because they're special. They're like the cards that you remember are the ones that just stand out and look different. And these cards definitely look different. And uh, they're among the best in basketball cards history. Now, they can be seen as an inconvenience because they're so big. But I love them. So we're going to talk about them. We're talking about the pre-NBA boom like we did last season when we talked about the 80-81 top series. You know what I'm saying? Um, The pre-NBA boom before Michael Jordan, Larry Bird, Magic Johnson. We had guys who was in the league who were stars who did their thing. It just the league wasn't just at the height that it became. Uh, But these players, man, they're forgotten and they shouldn't be because they helped keep the league alive. Um, And they were great in their in their time and and great for all time. So here we are. Artist Gilmore, the first player we're going to talk about in this card series Artist Gilmore was just an amazing, underappreciated center in time. Like, we don't appreciate Artist Gilmore like we should. He is a Hall of Famer. He started his career during the 71-72 season with the Kentucky Colonels in the ABA and played his first five seasons in the ABA after a college career at Jacksonville State. My guy, um, rookie of the year in 71-72 and an all-star, averaging 23.8 points per game, 17.8 rebounds per game, and five blocked shots. That's his career high, five blocked shots per game. Um, He blocked 422 shots in 84 games as a rookie. He led the league in blocks. He led the league in rebounds and field goal percentage. As a rookie, <laughs> 22 years old. Uh, in his five years in the ABA, my man averaged um, 22 points, 17.1 rebounds, um, 3.4 blocks, and three assists, which is not bad at all, per game uh, for a center. That's If you can get anywhere between three to five assists per game from your center, that's great. Seven feet two, seven foot two, 240 pounds, a big, powerful man. They called him the A-Train, late sleeper, and rigor artist. Actually, you know what? A lot of these old school players don't have Twitters, but Artist Gilmore has a Twitter account, Artist Gilmore 53. Shout out to Artist Gilmore for stepping it up and using technology. Uh, <laughs> 
So his first, after five All-Star seasons, his first NBA season was 1976-77 season. And he was 27 years old. Uh, the Chicago Bulls drafted him in 70, 71 with these, like uh, with their seventh round pick. They probably knew like, hey, he's going to ABA, but we're going to draft him just in case he comes over. We'll have his rights. And what a great decision by the Bulls. He came to the Bulls, his rookie season averaging 18.6, which was a career low at the time uh, in points and 13 rebounds, which also was a career low. And he averaged 2.5 block shots per game and 2.4 assists per game. Uh, and he shot 55% from the field. And after, um, actually 52% from the field, excuse me. Um, during that season with the Bulls, Artis Gilmore led the Bulls to a 44-38 finish. The year before, they went 24-58. So he helped his team improve by 10 wins which is great um, if you could do that. Uh, they lost in the first round to the Portland Trail Blazers, uh, who ended up winning the title that year. They lost two games to one. Uh, but yeah, Artis Gilmore was the team's leader in scoring. He was the team's leader in rebounding. <laughs> and um, the team's leader in blocked shots, as well as field goal percentage. So he definitely was an MVP caliber player for his basketball team. He went on to have even better seasons um, after that. So anybody that was like, oh, ABA players aren't as good as NBA players. Um, he was one of those players who went on to have a Hall of Fame career and proved that, you know, you, you can go to the ABA and be a star. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> In the NBA later on. And that's what he did. Um after his rookie season, and I have lost this page, excuse me, people, but after his rookie season, he continued his greatness with the Chicago Bulls. He played with them from the 76-77 season all the way to the 81-82 season, and he averaged with Chicago over his time period with the Bulls when he was he was a four-time, four-time, yeah, four-time All-Star with the Bulls. Uh, over his seven seasons, played in 482 games, averaging 19.3 points and 11.1 rebounds per game. Really, really great uh, time with the Bulls, 58% from the field. When you talk about the pre-Michael Jordan Bulls, um, he's got to be one of the guys who is the best of all time in that franchise prior to Michael Jordan, which um, I know a lot of people don't care about <laughs> because... Michael Jordan put the Chicago Bulls on the map. But um, the Bulls did make the playoffs two times during Artis Gilmore's run, 77 and 81. He went on to play for the Spurs, and we're going to look and see how he got there. How did he get to the Spurs? When he got to the Spurs, he was traded by the Bulls um, for Dave Corzine and Mark Oberding. Now, I know who Dave Corzine is. He used to be... Uh, he, he actually played a long career. Um, it was like a journeyman center. I remember with the Supersonics, too. Uh, but you could play with him on the video games. Uh, one of those Lakers versus Celtics games or something. I just remember seeing the name Dave Corzine. Um, but, yeah, so he goes to San Antonio. And while he's in San Antonio, he's a two-time All-Star. And he's teamed up with the Iceman, George Gervin. Um, and he plays with Gervin, and they play together, and they actually make it to um, the Western Conference Finals. The year they made it to the Western Conference Finals, it was 1983. 
and they lost four games to two to the Lakers. So um, in that series, he had a very good performance against Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Um, Artis Gilmore averaged 19.8 points, 13.5 rebounds in that series. Uh, it was a six-game series. So he played good basketball. The next year, next two years, um, the Spurs made it to the playoffs, um, and Artis Gilmore was a part of those runs. But they lost in the first round both of those years. Let's go back real fast and just talk about his first season in the NBA and his best games. When we go back to Artis Gilmore's first NBA season, the 76-77 season, which these, these cards were based for um, his best scoring game that year, 42 points, 15 rebounds, 9 assists, and a win against the Kansas City Kings. He missed three shots that day, went 11 from 14, 20 from 25 from the field. And this is a guy that wasn't known as a great free throw shooter, but he was that day. Um, and he had four blocks as well. And this is um, March 18th, 1977. Uh, during that game, he went up against a guy named Brian Taylor, who also was an ABA guy who came over to play for the Kings. Um, and he had 38 points that day. And he was a guard who uh, played a few years in the NBA, he had his best season that year where he averaged 17 a game. Just another name, another name that you just don't know about or hear about when you talk about NBA history. Um, Artis Gilmore's biggest, uh, he had three games with 20 points and 20 rebounds that season. Um, and one of them was against the Spurs. He had 24 points, 23 rebounds, five block shots, and it was a 22-point win that the Bulls had over the Spurs, where uh, Artis Gilmore led the Bulls to a 111-89 win. George Gerben was playing for the Spurs, of course, but that day George Gerben was not on. He was 2-for-14, had 10 points, and if 10 points is all you get from George Gerben, you're probably not winning if you're the San Antonio Spurs so, um, yeah, George Gervin struggled out. Artis Gilmore took a win that day. Um, he had, like I said, two more other 2020 games that season. Uh, one was against the Cleveland Cavaliers where he had 23 points, 21 rebounds, and then another one against the Knicks. Um, all wins, uh, 21 points, 21 rebounds. He had games also where he had, like, over 20 points, 19 rebounds. And he had one game where he had 19 points and 21 rebounds. So he was very effective for the Bulls in his first season. And like I said, just before Michael Jordan, he's arguably the best player they probably ever had. Um, so, yeah, he goes out, um, plays with the Spurs all the way to the 86-87 season. 87-88. The Spurs sent him back to Chicago. They said, get out of town, brother. And so at 37 years old, he's still in the NBA. Um, and he's sent back to the Chicago Bulls where he started his NBA career. There he is traded uh, for a second round draft pick, which turned out to be Shelton Jones. So he goes to Chicago, plays there for about 23 games. Uh, starts, well, he played 24 games, started 23 of them, uh, averaged nine points a game. Um, actually, not nine points a game, averaged four points per game <laughs> in the 87-88 season. Um, and then he was waived, and Boston picked him up for the final 
part of the season. So he played 47 games with the Celtics in minimal, only played 11 minutes per game um, and averaged three and a half points while he was with the Celtics. They made it all the way to the West, to the Eastern Conference Finals and lost to the Detroit Pistons. And that was the beginning of three straight years where Detroit found themselves in the Eastern, I mean, in the NBA Finals. Um, so yeah, Artis Gilmore was like at the end of the pine and that was his last NBA season. Um, he really didn't go out with a bang. <laughs> um, and he retired, well, he didn't retire. He went to Italy and finished his basketball playing career at 39 years old during the 88, 89 season, um, and played there. And Italy is a place that you see that pops up, especially in the eighties where a lot of guys either. Uh, a lot of like really good players finished their career. They're like 37, 38, 39, 40 years old. And the Italians want to pay them some money to come over and play and they can go play. Um, but then at the beginning of the 90s, you saw people like Danny Ferry and Brian Shaw go over and play and make a lot of money and then come and play in the NBA, too. So um, so that was the case with that. So, yeah, overall, Artis Gilmore just um, underrated. Um, overall for his career, he averaged, um, if you count his ABA and NBA stop stats, 18.8 points, 12.3 rebounds. He averaged, um, in 1,329 games. So that's just a lot of games to, uh, perform and, and put up big numbers. And he did just that 2.4 blocks per game for his career. Just one of the, like when we talk about great centers, you hear Shaq, you hear Ewing. If you hear an old school center, it's usually Bill Russell, Will Chamberlain, um, uh, Moses Malone, maybe, but not so much Artis Gilmore as those names. But he definitely deserves his uh, respect. Um, he was once again the most valuable player of the 71 72 season, rookie of the year. As well in 71-72. 74 All-Star Game Most Valuable Player. 74-75 Playoffs Most Valuable Player. All of those awards were won in the ABA. He was All-League um, in the ABA. One, two, three, four, five times every season. Um, you talk about best centers in ABA history. Artis Gilmore is that guy. He is that guy. Um when you talk about the most blocked shots, and remember, the blocked shot wasn't recorded until the 70s. So a lot of people think that if the blocked shot was recorded in um, the 60s, that Bill, Bill Russell would probably be the leader in that category. Uh, mm -hmm. But if you count all of his numbers from the ABA and NBA, he's got he's fourth with 3,178 blocks. If you just count his NBA numbers, he is 25th with 1,747 blocks. Out of every player that ever played in the ABA, he is number one all time in blocked shots. Also, out of every player that ever played in the ABA, he's second in field goal percentage. He's fifth in NBA field goal percentage with 59%. He shot actually 57%. In the ABA, so he had a better shooting percentage in the NBA than he did the ABA. Um, trying to see what his all-time rebounding numbers are. All-time rebounding numbers. He is the number one rebound rebounder in ABA history. Uh, with 
actually number two rebounder in NBA history with 7,169 rebounds. And in NBA history, he is 51st with 9,161 rebounds. Um, so, yeah, that's that about Artis Gilmore, man. Just one of the great players, one of the most underrated players. I can't say it enough. And uh, tweet him at Artis Gilmore 53. Tell him about the episode. You know what I'm saying? I would love to interview him and just talk briefly about, you know, his run as an ABA player, even just what that was like, because it had to be fun and some of the best times of his life. So, yeah, Artis Gilmore, the man made all star teams from 1971, 72 season all the way to 85, 86. It's pretty impressive from being a first a first time all star at 22 and a last time all star at 36. That's pretty cool. So. We're going to wrap up this episode of My Basketball Cards, and then we're going to bring back some other cards from the 76th season. Thank you for tuning in. We'll be back.